there's gonna be like some you're gonna accidentally download a mod that's like got Taylor Swift with the dragon head. Like it's gonna be a dragon <laughs> with Swifty's head, dude. And I'm like I'm like fishing like a five out of my pocket. I'm like, here you go, and then I still miss my flight. <laughs> you can get away with a lot if you're cute. You can get away with a lot of a lot of racism. Regardless of your age. A lot of harassment. Cuteness gets you far in life. Cuteness will prevail. But, what uh, uh what's what's your in the last uh, few months what's your most successful trolling um well just in general we were talking about this the other day which was uh i had just posted a video on instagram of how my my water filter died there was a death in your family yeah <laughs> i think that's how i started it there's been a death in the household <laughs> and i was i was actually very surprised how many people were like terrified that one of my cats had died yeah like i had a feeling some people might think that but it was almost like every comment was just like oh my god this like i almost started i started crying some people were like i started tearing up and i was ready uh -huh. for the waterworks i was like man that's uh that's pretty funny i kind of <laughs> want to do it again <laughs> so i followed up with it I followed up with another video later that day mm -hmm. that was like, hey, I know a lot of you guys are uh, concerned about the cats. I'm sorry to give you guys a scare, but they're perfectly fine. And like I, I showed that the cat, like the cats were like right there and I'm like filming them. Like here they are, perfectly safe and sound, just sleeping and enjoying their lives. And then I pull out an airsoft gun and I go, <laughs> until now. <laughs> <laughs> and then people are just like, I can't like, you know, and of course there's people who, uh, you know, or triggered, mm. and are like, if you know anything about weapon safety, you you would never point a weapon at something you don't intend to shoot. Like you know, just giving me yeah. the whole spiel. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, first of all, it's an airsoft gun that is unloaded, and it doesn't have any CO2 in it. It's it's virtually a useless toy. Um, and 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 still, people are like, it doesn't matter. You could have killed. <laughs> like, you could have. I mean, I think it's I think the funny. most you could do is make a half-hearted argument that you're setting a bad example for gun safety for other people. But <laughs> yeah, still, that's reaching. It, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like you're you're gonna offend someone. I posted another. I posted a tweet earlier this week that was. Uh, what's more offensive and the two options were tech asmr videos or i said what's more upsetting tech mm. asmr videos or 9 11 <laughs> there, were, there were a couple people there were a couple people who weren't who weren't <laughs> down with that poll who were like you disgust me <laughs> one guy was like you're a disgusting individual i was like damn i mean oh man we're we're funny. all disgusting at times yeah. so yeah you know embrace it yeah, oh my gosh, like, you, you, it's gonna happen. So you might as well just make yeah. the most of it. I know, man. Yeah, <laughs> bunch of bunch of snowflakes, man. So today the Super Bowl happened, and it was great because I didn't watch a second of it. I can't say the same thing. I uh, I did, I wasn't planning on watching any of it, and then I think Mel at one point looked up the score, and it was like uh, one team was losing. You know, it was a bit, bit of a lead. I was like, okay, whatever. And then I looked at the score maybe a couple minutes before the game was supposed to end, like end of the fourth quarter, and it was a tie game. Hmm. And like that, if there's if there's one thing that'll get me to watch like a Super Bowl or anything is if it's a really close game and the hmm. stakes are that high. Because I just there's a part of me that regardless of the sport, it could be StarCraft, which is a game I don't even play. 
Like if it's really that close, if it's just neck and neck, I like a close game in general. So I was like, all right, let's just tune in. So we just went on some pirated TV website, streaming site. And uh, we watched the last maybe like 20 minutes of it because it went into overtime. It was a tie game and then went into overtime and it was just like one team just barely won over the other one. And it was so kind of, it was, it was kind of close, fun to see. close game, high stakes. Yeah. Kind of a nail biting okay. situation. I was like, all right, that's fun. But I'm like, that was, that was enough. I, the 20 minutes of game time I yeah. got, I was like, yeah, I'm yeah. glad I didn't have to sit through hours of this. It Same. just got the last, the most exciting bits of it at the very end. But, um, dude, and there was a, there was a Temu commercial hmm. during the Super Bowl. Two of them. I saw two of them. It was the same one that they just repeated it, but Temu is like the, it's like AliExpress type of like AliExpress version of, uh, Amazon. Yeah. It's like dirt cheap Chinese website. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the Christmas decor that you saw over the last season was mm-hmm. from Temu. Okay. Mel got on Temu. So it's like hit or miss. Some of it's just complete garbage, and then some of it's actually not bad. But it's all really, really cheap. So even if it sucks, it's like, oh, it was two dollars. Is it is it slow shipping or fast shipping? Um, it's I think it depends on the item. Um, it's usually not. It's it's definitely not like Amazon Prime or anything like that. Okay. But it was wild. Like just the amount of marketing spend that they're throwing at this company is insane. Like. A year ago, I didn't even know what Temu was, and it's, now it's like everywhere. Every freaking person online, like every tech reviewer, has like mm-hmm. talked about it at some point. They've just spent so much money on trying to push it, and uh, and I think they're they're also offering free shipping at the very least. So they're just like basically taking an L on shipping costs, but trying to gain mar- as much market share as possible. And then there was a freaking Super Bowl ad for it. I was like, oh my god! Like Mel looked it up. It's like. What do you think? What do you think a Super Bowl ad costs this year? Two million dollars a minute. <clears throat> Try seven million for thirty seconds. Wow, that's what she looked up. That's what she wow. Did. Seven mil for half a minute. And Temu ran ran twice. That is that is impressive. It's crazy. I mean, it, it is, really is. It, it is definitely the most. It has to be the most televised event in america by far yeah by far yeah i think i think what comes close uh, i want to say like somewhere close to two-thirds of the country watches the super bowl that's insane that is insane i could i could be wrong crazy but they have hundreds of millions of people watching the yeah super bowl. it is hundreds of millions yeah and it's like something like maybe like the olympics might compete, but over the span of the entire Olympics, not right. concurrently at once. Right. Like, it's just wild. It's just wild. And then you throw in, like, Taylor Swift. Like, they were calling it the Taylor Bowl or, like, the Swifty Bowl. Okay, so how is Taylor Swift involved? She's dating one of the dudes on the teams. Did she Did she get involved with the halftime show? No. No, she didn't. It she was, was just there it, as cheering a date. Them on. Okay. Yeah, and then like the camera would like the NFL, like the camera would pan to her and her her friends like all the time in their private box in their little box. Yeah, just just like little white girls just losing their minds. Like, oh my god, <laughs> it's like crazy. And, like that that just adds on top of it because Taylor Swift is the arguably the most famous person on the planet. And it's like if you want to talk like celebrity fame levels, celebrity fame levels. Yeah, I would. I would say I would she's almost up there. I would almost argue just 
just gen- in general, like any one mm-hmm. globally recognizable person, at least right now in this, in this moment in history. Like, you think you think uh, a president would would uh, surpass her? I don't think so at all. I don't think so. You because think more people on the planet know who Taylor Swift is than yes, President Biden. For sure. For sure. When you consider that half half of the population is like young people, like Mel's cousin in Taiwan, she that didn't even know who like she's probably a couple of years younger than Mel. Had no idea who Elon Musk was. Had no clue. Hmm. But guaranteed she knows who Taylor Swift is. But he's pretty damn good at getting his name out there. I would say I would say Taylor Swift is more generationally known, like spans multiple generations. Whereas like a lot of presidents, like politicians in general Mm -hmm. are more of like a specific either demographic or a specific generation. Like, or you're just really into politics. But anyway, she was, yeah, they just kept panning to her. And then there was a lot of focus on, actually her boyfriend is a pretty good player. He was, he was making some good plays at the end there. I was like, all right. Nice. I guess they're I guess they're both talented. In their in their own way. In their own way. I don't know. But. I'm I'm personally I I tend to I tend to kind of resent getting inundated with stuff about celebrities. Yeah. And sort of intentionally push it away or or avoid it. Yeah, right. Uh Taylor Swift has penetrated my defenses. <laughs> And and I'm I'm a little upset with her <laughs> and her PR team. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's 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 kind of inevitable. She's like Thanos. She's like I am inevitable. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter how much of a rock you want to live under, you will know my name. There will be a poster of me hanging up in your rock house, <laughs> whether you like it or not. You can't it's, escape. You can't escape it. You think you think. Uh, we're reaching a new a new tier of celebrity culture, like like uh, an an S tier has been created. For, yeah, yeah. In in the last couple of years, I think I think fame as a concept just continues to be like there's more and like that becomes a stronger and stronger currency. I think. Yeah. Like attention is like the number one currency right now. In America, if I mean you're, you're not wrong. I mean, social media is all about driving attention, and yeah. then if you have the potent combination of a celebrity who is drawing a lot of attention, then that's like a gold mine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it kind of is this. It's sort of uh, symbiotic in a way. Like it's like that's what every giant tech company wants is your attention Mm -hmm. that's the number one currency for them so it's like they're trying to reward creators and influencers to be on their platform and to try to attract as much attention to themselves as possible to keep eyeballs on their platform my uh crazy my defense against all that is uh skyrim I just, Skyrim, yeah. I just got back into Skyrim. I'd and, much rather give my attention to Skyrim. Uh, it's quite fulfilling. Yeah. And it uh, does not expose me to any celebrity TMZ drama bullshit nonsense. Dude, just wait. There's going to be like some, you're going to accidentally download a mod that's like got Taylor Swift with the dragon head. Like it's going to be a dragon <laughs> with Swifty's head, dude. 
I will take I will take the modded uh, <laughs> Thomas the train the, the Thomas the tank engine <laughs> replacing no, dragons. It's any twenty. Day of the it's twenty twenty four. It's gonna be. She's gonna be like, and now we got bad blood. And she's gonna be this giant dragon string strumming a guitar, <laughs> just breathing fire down your throat. Yeah, it's it's here, dude. It's where miss it's, me with that. It's the new age. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I'm glad that you got back into Skyrim though. It's such a, it's a game that I only ever scratched the surface of. But it's kind of nostalgic. But then yeah. I'm playing, you know, the the super everything included remastered edition. So yeah, there's a lot more content, and that's cool. It's uh, yeah, it, it feels good to get back to basics because mm. um. It's a little older, but it holds up well, and yeah. there is no shortage of content. Yeah, it's just so vast. It's so vast. You could just, I mean, I I almost like, I almost get overwhelmed with those types of games because it's like there's no, they're so open. It's very open world. Like, like you can run around and just explore random dungeons, right, or you can. Right stay super focused on the missions that you have and just try to knock them out or a mix. I, I find them overwhelming because I always get torn between doing the mission and just like running off and doing my own thing. There's always like, you will never fail running off and doing your own thing. Oh, I know you can do that for hours and hours. Yeah. Yeah. I almost like, I almost feel like I'm such an indecisive person. Like I need some rails. I need to be on some form of rails. <laughs> Otherwise, I get too bombarded with choice. Uh, then you should play High on Life. High on Life? What's that? Uh, it's a game produced by the uh, folks behind Rick and Morty. Ah. And uh, it's not fun. super long, and it's it's pretty decently on rails, but it's a lot yeah. of fun. And... Um, uh, I it just, funny? I just, yeah, it's it's, it's got to be a humorous. funny game if uh if it's by those guys. Mm-hmm. Nice. And it had um one of the uh, one of the like final bosses was voiced by uh James Urbaniak. I hope I pronounced his name right. Who's that? Uh, he's the guy who voiced uh, Doctor Venture. And the venture oh, brothers, nice. and and it was I was fighting him, and I was like, this this I know who's I know this this voice actor like this this voice is super familiar, and it was making me crazy because I couldn't <laughs> think of who it was, and then I was like, oh, it's Doctor Venture, yeah. that same same voice actor, and I was like, nice. yeah, and then I and then I went down a rabbit hole of like, I want to I want to watch you know more stuff with him in it, mm, yeah. Um, Unfortunately, he doesn't have a lot of things uh, out there where it's not just him, you know, being in one episode of a TV show or something. Mm, right. Um, but I, I'm gonna keep looking into it. Yeah. Find some, some something substantial. I remember my mind was blown years ago when I realized that um, Mark Hamill had done the voice of the Joker in the, the Batman animated series. Oh. I, I didn't know that. Like, when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, I'd watch that show every day after school and stuff. And mm-hmm. I I just... I always knew who Mark Hamill was. I just never realized until way later that he was the voice of the Joker the whole time. He is a very prolific voice wow. actor. And he's yeah. freaking amazing at it. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. Because you would never even put the two together. 
a lot of them you're like, oh yeah, I get, I can see it. You know, right. when you figure out who's voicing right, someone, right. you're like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's just very talented. He's sort of like the Gary Oldman of voice acting. Mm, yeah. Because, because Gary Oldman has all these different characters, and mm-hmm. sometimes you'll watch a you'll you'll watch a movie with him in it and never even realize it was him. Exactly. Because he's just so. He's a shapeshifter. It, he is. Yeah, he's, he's very a total, much a shapeshifter. He's the opposite of like, like fucking Bruce Willis. <laughs> he's the polar. He's the antithesis of Bruce, Bruce Willis. Willis. Is just Bruce Willis. Yeah, like, dude. No getting around. He's it. the same, or like Keanu Reeves. They're yeah. The same in every movie. Gary Oldman is like every, Gary Oldman is net. He's a cannot chameleon. be the same. He is. Um, and he uh, he, and gets he crushes it, but he crushes everything. He crushes every role he gets. Shout out to the Fifth Element. If you have not watched that movie. Yeah. I request humbly that you indulge uh, yourself and watch The Fifth Element because that is my favorite. Uh, yeah. so, one of my favorite sci-fi movies, movies in general, and it's got Bruce Willis and Gary Oldman. Yeah. It took me so and, long, like another thing, to realize that Gary Oldman was like, because I had mostly known him from Fifth Element, uh-huh. and then didn't, like, like, like you were just saying, I had no idea he was uh, in The Dark Knight when I first watched it. Ah, uh, yeah. No, he was. Uh, he was Gordon. The, yeah, the Detective police commissioner. Gordon. Yeah, right. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> he looks. He just looks so different. Yeah, he's done. He's done a lot of roles. Yeah, you, you never even you've watched and you've never even realized exactly. it was Gary Oldman. Yeah, yeah, dude. That's <laughs> I sick. got mad respect for him. That's that guy's the goat. Uh, did you have any? Did you have any uh, special topics planned, or did you want to? Yeah, actually, I. I did um I did pull up on ChatGPT some uh Oh no wait, actually before that I did I did think I don't have we done this before like answered some of those like philosophical questions like the like morally ambiguous uh situations like like the trolley trolley problem the trolley problem I don't think we've done that on on here yet. Uh I don't think we have. All right. So you want to explain the trolley pro- you can probably explain it better than I can. Uh, okay, so trolley problem is you are standing at a switch, there's a trolley coming down the tracks, and there's a fork, so the switch controls which which of the two ways the trolley will go, and um, the moral dilemma is you, depending on which way you switch it, the trolley goes and murders one five, person. Right versus five or something or five people and i forget if it's got the added complexity of the one person is like old and then the five people are like young or vice versa i forget the details of it i think there's a few different versions the one that i heard most recently is the train is already set to kill the five people okay it's already gonna hit the five people you have the choice do you just let it continue and let fate decide mm-hmm. to kill these five or do you actively pull the switch so that it switches tracks and kills the one person to save four lives yeah gotcha so that that the yeah I, I don't know do you have uh have you ever thought of that what you would do in that situation um a little bit uh i would say my uh Let's assume, just for the sake of the hypothetical, like they're all the same age, roughly. 
they're all like 35 you're not you're not getting into the weeds of going okay some some people have more value than others yeah the one dude's a serial killer it's fucking right (laughs) because that's 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 a whole other can of worms where you're like well how do you how do you assign uh and and value to a human life right exactly how do you rank them um I would so by inaction you allow five people to die. By action you basically choose to kill one person but right. save five people. Right. Um uh if I had to make that choice, I would probably kill the one person to save the five people. Yeah, same. I mean I, it's not it's not the the it's like the Kobayashi Maru of of philosophical uh scenarios what's that the kobayashi maru is from star trek it's a (laughs) of course (laughs) it's a battle simulation that's designed for you to never be able to win Ah. but it tests it it it's still a valuable test of how you you know perform when it's when it's you're against unbeatable odds it's a lose lose but you're you're meant to it's meant to spark innovation and make people go well Maybe I can break the rules and try something different. Right, I see. Um, but ultimately, most people are just like they fail every time. Like they're yeah. because it's built to be unwinnable. Right, it kind of forces you to think outside the box. That's the idea. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I don't know if there's any way to think outside the box in this scenario. It's like you can't like hijack the train and stop it. You don't have superpowers. We can just grab the trolley and yeah, throw right. It. Yeah. yeah, you don't have like a a brick of C4 that you can just blow it up before it hits anyone. <laughs> <laughs> you just end up killing everyone on the train. But I would do the same thing. I would I would probably just opt to... I would actively kill the one person because I feel like so, there's less lives affected. I feel like there's less of an impact. So then the trolley problem is tangentially related to a more uh, modern problem, which is if you have a self-driving car... Uh-huh. And it's put in a situation where it can either hit and kill a pedestrian or uh, swerve off and crash and potentially injure or kill, like, the occupants of the car, like four people maybe. Okay. Um, how how do you program that machine to make that decision? Hmm. And who's responsible? Is it the programmer? Is it the machine making the decision? Well... I mean, ultimately, it's the programmer because the machine isn't actively, consciously making a decision. The programmer is forcing it to act a certain way. So, Depend, depends, unless it's a, <sighs> unless it's a, a black box, um, uh, AI where n- the the paran- there's no programming it to do a specific just thing. an algorithm. You can, you can encourage it towards certain directions, but it will actually end up making its own decision. But even then, you can't really... I don't know if you can blame a machine. No. But you can... You can let's, say you're, let's say you're driving yourself... You're in a self-driving car. You can change the settings Yeah. and say, prioritize the safety of the occupants mm, right. or prioritize the safety of others. Yeah. Then that's partly a human decision coming into the mix. I mean... My my first, my initial response, my initial thought is to prioritize the safety of any pedestrians mm-hmm. because at least the people inside the vehicle have the safety of 
airbags. Like they have they the, have, the, the, they the have built-in safety of the vehicle. Right, right, right. There's standardizations to make a vehicle versus pedestrians safe. are just fragile little <laughs> yeah. meat puppets. Exactly. Yeah. There's <laughs> zero chance of survival. Yeah. Um. So that's my initial thought. Is okay. Well, just give the prioritize the the person who's naked and completely vulnerable. Um. Prioritize their safety. But but if that means. Uh, somebody jumps out in the street and then your car prioritizes the safety of the pedestrian by veering off and smashing into a wall at high speeds. Right, yeah. Then that's a thing. All right, then you got to, like, teach the car, you know, if it's a crazy person, if it's a homeless dude who's on meth, then kill him. But is kill a, so a homeless dude on meth is is much less valuable than Taylor Swift? Um. I mean, by society standards, probably, but I don't know about by philosophical. Philosophically, standards. I mean, if you're on crack and you're jumping out in front of traffic, I think that could be applied to anyone, including Taylor Swift. If Taylor Swift okay. was on crack and jumped out in front of traffic, that's still on her. That's that's basically yeah. They're 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 you know they're they're trending towards death at a, a rapid rate. It's more like who's out of line, more so than who who is the person. It's more like mm-hmm. who's who's the one at fault. Yeah. Well, right. good luck programming that into a self-driving car. Yeah. Easier said than done. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to touch that shit. That's why I don't run Tesla. But I don't even. That would be insane though if there was like a a switch that like you could just be like prioritize my life over anyone around me. You mm-hmm. know, just tell the car. That's a thing that we'll have to face in the in the future. Yeah. I mean, I definitely would prioritize myself for sure. I don't. I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with being selfish when it comes to your own safety, right? Um, or you could just, you know, drive the car yourself and then be responsible. Yeah. For your safety and that of others, which is where we're currently at. But then again, it's like, but you could crash. <laughs> you could crash and kill someone, whereas yeah. like the autopilot might have made the better choice and saved a life. It's true. It's. it's, it's it's a complicated landscape of yeah. uh, responsibility yeah. and philosophical concepts that I'm only vaguely familiar with because I watched The Good Place. <laughs> <laughs> is, I know. It's like, watches The Good Place once. It's like, and now I'm an expert on <laughs> philosophical philosophical topics. I really wish That's how I, I had, felt after. I had taken the time to read uh, like Nietzsche and... You know, yeah. some of the other because the show actually like has a list of different literary works by yeah. great philosophers that it drops throughout. And it's like, if right. you really wanted to, you could go through and read those. Yeah. And be like, oh, wow, I've learned quite a lot about philosophy. Well, you could read them all in like a week. You're such a quick reader. Like you could just breeze mm-hmm. through it. If it's if it's fiction, if it's somebody telling a story, I can I can crush that pretty quickly. If it's dense, if yeah. it requires a lot of thinking, if I have to reread the same sentence multiple times to make sure I get the concept, sure, then it slows you down a little bit. It slows me down for sure. Yeah, I'm the same way. Have you but, read anything uh, lately? No, not lately. I uh, I still got that book that you let me borrow. Okay. The uh, the bounty hunters. Um, did you put it in your your bathroom next to the toilet? It's not in the bathroom. I was like, it it felt weird. I thought about it. It was like, it felt weird bringing your book into my bathroom. 
you know, where I'm just like going to get my filth on it and stuff. It's a used book. Taking a shit. I know. I know. It's just, I don't know. It made me feel dirty. Uh, okay. I mean, I it's, read, it's I read on, on my, the toilet all the time. It's on my desk. It's on my desk. And, uh, like, I don't really, I don't really read in the, in, in the bathroom. Like, even when I would read more back in the day, I never really read in the bathroom. Well, okay. But when, when you're in the bathroom, you're on your phone. Yeah. But I'm never like, that's cause like you could be on your phone for 30 seconds to a minute. I'm not yeah. gonna like read for 30 seconds. If I uh, read, it's gonna be for a few minutes. Okay, okay, Usually, that's fair. But um, no, I haven't read anything recently. Um, uh, well, yeah, I will. I, I will to. again encourage you to do so. You should keep asking me until I eventually get pressured enough into, encouraged enough, motivated enough to eventually be like, yes, Ian, I did read this week, hmm. and here is my experience. Okay, yeah. I will try to do my best to uh, strike the balance between encouraging and, and just annoying as shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I trust you'll find that that, uh, that middle ground, fine line. Uh, let's see. I have some I have some stories that I uh, brought along. I didn't I didn't share them last week. Oh yeah, what you got? Uh, less exciting perhaps than than last week, but uh, worth worth touching on. I think. Okay. Uh, so have you ever missed, you, you've missed a flight before, right? Yes. Um, I've never missed a flight. Wow. That's and pretty impressive. I very nearly missed a flight, uh, flying out, uh, to the Netherlands uh, about a year ago. Yeah. So what I do is I, I go through security, I find the gate yeah. and I post up at the gate and yeah. then, you know, I just wait until boarding starts typically. Right. Right. Uh and somehow I think I think what might have happened is that cuz you know you take a screenshot of your boarding pass. Yeah. I think what might have happened is the gate changed uh between when I took my screenshot and when I actually yeah. was at the airport. I don't know. Time. But I posted up at the wrong gate. Okay. I was waiting and I was waiting and I was like man, my flight's coming up soon like nothing's happening. Were there, were there any other people waiting there? There was there was people waiting around okay but i didn't look at the actual gate info and verify that i was at the right gate like i just i was like gate number gate number okay cool right so after a while i happen to take off my headphones and i hear my name on on the pa oh shit like final boarding call oh god that's (laughs) just your heart sinks in that oh dude i had oh my god i I was work. I was like working on some some emails. Like so closed my laptop, stuffed in my backpack, my backpack, stuffed other stuff in my backpack. Yeah. Didn't even zip it up all the way. Just started sprinting towards the gate. God. Shit was falling out of my oh backpack. My God. <laughs> <laughs> and, like and I was, I had to stop and like what a collect it and just try to stuff it back in there. Yeah. Fortunately, uh, this this guy with one of the um, like. Uh, people mover golf cart type of things. Yeah, was coming along. He saw me in a state of panic. Yeah, and disarray. And he was like, "What's your gate?" I'm like, "25." And he's like, "Grab your shit, hop on. Yeah. We'll get you there." And he, damn, guardian hauled, angel. Yeah, right he hauled ass. Your terminal, got, terminal hero. Got me to my gate, and I ran up to the gate, and they were like, very. They were. They were. They gave me a. a, a stern tongue whipping <laughs> about 
you know, being late. I was sure. like, I'm super sorry. I'm I'm super sorry. I but I made it on. Um oh man. And then one time in Atlanta, yeah. Uh I was dicking around and I didn't I didn't take into account how long the tram ride is from one side of the airport to the other. Yeah. So I spent too much time in the airport lounge. Mm, and then right. last minute, I thought I had time, but I didn't. Yeah. I got I got on the tram and it was just like super slow going to where I needed to be ran up to the gate. They had already closed the doors and I was just like, I need to get on this plane. Please let me on this plane. Like I'm begging you here. And there was a, a pilot who was going to board the plane. I think they were just flying jump seat. Um, and I was like, and I could hear them on the radio, like, Oh, we're going to open up the, the, the jetway for so-and-so. <laughs> just like, just let me follow him in. And, and I was like, well, you're going to open, you're going to open it up anyway to let this person on. Like, yeah. can I just piggyback with them? Like, like tag along. Cause otherwise, you know, you're letting somebody on and I'm just standing here and you're telling me I can't go on. Right. Exactly. And f- this lady, she was, she was very disinclined to give me what I wanted. Yeah. Because I was just another dipshit who was sure bad at time management yeah. but i she probably gets off on like just watching people miss their flights i was incredibly there's part of part of them that that, that something about that satisfies those people. probably i i i can't <sighs> i would expect that but i did <laughs> yeah. i did my utmost to be respectful yeah and not like angry or right. you know entitled or sure okay i was probably a little bit entitled Sure. Um, You're probably pleading a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Come on, dude. Come on. I just finally she was just like, okay, fine. Yeah. And so I had the interesting experience of being the last person on the airplane. Everybody's seated. They're yeah. they're buckled in. I run down the the, the aisle. I find a spot to th- throw my my uh, carry on. Yeah. Close it. Find my seat. Sit down. And within 30 seconds, the plane is taxiing. Jeez, that's nuts. That's crazy. <laughs> and I was just like panting and all sweaty. And oh man, uh, I don't, I don't know, I don't remember so if I lucky. got like dirty looks coming in or or if people were just like, eh, whatever. But yeah, right. I, that's the closest. That's the closest I've ever come to missing a flight. Damn, dude. But I have a 100% success rate in not missing flights, <sighs> even though I've cut, I've cut it damn close. Damn close. I Okay. The, the one time I cut it really close, it was a business trip to Macau. And I was with Paul as well. And we were trying to board our flight out of Macau. I think we had to take a transfer from there to, I don't know, maybe Taiwan and then back home or something like that. But we get to the Macau airport, and it's not like a Western airport. It's like we're trying to stand in line at this, at the kiosk, the ticket booth, and there's really no line. It's just a swarm, a horde of people just pushing a their blob. way. A blob of people, mostly, I think, just like, you know, Asian people, like whatever, locals, just pushing their way to the front of this ticket booth and it's just chaos and we're already running late so there's no organization we finally get our boarding pass after like 
trying to fight our way to the front. It's crazy. I'm like, this is just yeah. normally how it is. There. You can't you can't leave a gap in between you no. and the person in front. No, of you. I'm like I'm like kneeing little Asian you women. Be, you gotta be nuts nut to butt. <laughs> yeah, dude. I was I was like just trying to push my way through it, and we just hauled ass. As soon as we got our boarding pass, we just hauled ass as fast as we could, and they were just about to close the gate. They were just about to close the door. And we just barely made it on. And again, everyone was seated. Paul and I are just like sweating. And uh, and we, we made it on board. And like that was the most stressful, by far the most stressful situation just because of the crowds and just like the chaos. There was no no order whatsoever. And then the one time that I actually did miss my flight, it was when I was going to Columbia, hmm. actually, because I had, a, I had a transfer in, uh, I think it was Bogota, maybe. I had a transfer, and um, my, I think I maybe had like 15, 20 minutes to make my transfer. And I'm just in this foreign airport. There's not, not much in, in English. I have no idea where I'm at. I lose my bearings, and I I just didn't find the gate and like the, the, uh, the proper part of the, the airport in time to make my transfer flight. And then uh, I asked, I think I asked one of the, I don't know, just some guy who worked there, clearly worked at the airport. Yeah. I was like, where, where I'm looking for this gate? Where, where is it? At this point, I already kind of like, I think I, at that point, I kind of knew I was going to miss it, but I was like, maybe there's still a chance that I can get, get the flight. And he directed me in, in the right, in the right area to the right area. But then he was like, oh, it is customary to leave a tip for, for any assistance. He's like, it's not required, but he was like basically asking for a tip. Yeah. And I'm like, God, I'm like fishing like a five out of my pocket. I'm like, here you go. And then I still miss my flight. <laughs> Okay. I should have gone back to him and taken the tip back. But it was basically like, I missed my flight. It wasn't that bad, though. I think I had to wait another hour, hour and a half before mm-hmm. the next flight out. And it was an opportunity for me to, like, practice my Espanol. I, like, ordered, like, a, some pan dulce from, from one of the airport restaurants. And nice. was trying to order in Spanish and stuff. And I was vlogging the whole thing, too. So nice. it was like, all right, this is content. So yeah. It wasn't even that bad. It wasn't even that bad. And it's like, I was by myself. It would have been different if I was like with people or with Mel or something like that. I was like, all right, I'm fine. I don't have anywhere to be. I'm fine. Um, but surprisingly, like, cause I've, I'm surprised that I've only missed, I, I'm pretty proud that I've only missed that one flight despite like how many times I've flown. Yeah. Like it's, I would expect myself to, to have missed way more at this point. Um, but that was the one time and that was, you know, only a year and a half, two years ago, maybe. So, so one one not, thing that I learned from from uh, flights with transfers is before 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 you take off, like while you're boarding your first flight, you look up which a map. Gate? You look up a map of the airport you're going to. Yeah, and you download that. Yeah, right. And then so that way, even if your gate changes, like you you don't have to go and try to find a kiosk. Like yeah. you have a map. And if, as long as you know what your gate number is, you can try to navigate your way through. Right, right. So it's not it's not foolproof, but it gives you a, a gives you a bit of an advantage. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yep. Uh, that lesson. Have you ever flown out of John Wayne Airport? Uh, I don't know. In Orange County. I don't think so. Okay, so that was that was another thing that I was I was thinking of as sort of a story thing. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I, I was, I was reminded, I was watching some, uh, video from an air show where this, you know, passenger, uh, plane takes off mm-hmm. with just like extreme 
uh, like just 45 degree angle up like that takes off and is just like doing that yeah um which you normally you can't do that with a fully loaded plane right right um but it reminded me of john wayne which is notable for its very uh high high angle uh or uh, what's the word pitch pitch thank you yeah um really that that airport specifically like yes it has it has a very aggressive pitch flying out because there's there's a whole system of trying to mitigate noise from the airport Uh. so they have this particular flight pattern when you take off you take off at a normally it's like 10 to 15 degrees yeah uh i could i could be wrong about that john wayne it's like 25 degrees Oh, okay. So you take off and you're just like... Which doesn't sound like a big difference, but I'm sure it is. You are <laughs> like very, you feel you're it. very much... Pre- and and <clears throat> yeah. they they go full throttle like right, right. for a long time. So yeah, that was... I grew up flying out of John Wayne. I thought that kind of thing was normal. Ah. Um, so Interesting. I got used to like pretty aggressive takeoffs and yeah. landings there. <laughs> and then... Do, are the landings just as steep, but just the other way? Like they just dive bomb it? The landings, the landings aren't super aggressive, but they're more they're they're a little bit more aggressive than the average airport. Wow. Um, and like so, uh, that was actually a good thing for me because it just it taught me to be used to. Like, yeah, you just desensitized to it a bit. Take off and landing. Okay, right. it's, it's oh this one's pretty smooth. Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I recommend it if you haven't if you haven't tried flying out <laughs> of the airport. It. It's fun. <laughs> it's an experience. It is. It's like a little ride. You you take off, you you kind of haul ass up into the sky and then you fly over the ocean. Yeah. Uh and then you do a 180 and then well assuming you're you're heading into the states. Right. Uh then you do a turnaround over the ocean and then head towards whatever your your yeah. eventual yeah. destination is. Yeah, that's cool. I love flying actually. I didn't used to like it all that much, but I've I've grown an appreciation for it. Yeah. I think it's like the second you take off, there's something very relieving about it because absolutely your entire day leading up until that very moment is just movement and stress and go, 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 go. From the time you wake up, Mm -hmm. it's like it's travel day. You wake up and it's just constant motion and things you have to do and get your phone out and take your shoes off and TSA and all this shit. And then the second you take off, you're like, (sighs) I made it. I can finally exhale. Yes. It's the first Uh exhale of the day. Yeah, I 100% agree. Yeah, it's very nice. Because the whole the whole process of travel is is stress 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 stress, mm-hmm. and then the mm-hmm. objective once you've achieved your objective of getting on the plane, yeah. and that plane is taking off, you're good, you're good, and you can relax. Yeah, man, and that's a, that's a satisfying feeling. It is, and then you get, and then you start, then you start to finally get excited for the trip mm-hmm. ahead. You know, you're like you get to start thinking about it. Like, yeah, wow, yeah. You never wake up cool. like, oh, I'm so excited to go to Hawaii today or right. wherever. Yeah, you're just like. Okay, I have to get to the airport by such and such <laughs> yeah, clock. Right. I have to forget get... my pack my fucking charger. Don't forget the charger. Don't yep. forget the charger. Exactly. What time do I have to call the Uber to get there by this time? And then like you're doing all this mental. You can you can definitely out. reduce the stress by trying oh, to yeah. plan stuff out 
as yeah. much as possible. Like make sure you're completely packed. Like mm-hmm. if I have a, a substantial trip, I'll, I'll pack like a week early. Yeah. And then I'll repack, like mm. I'll review what I have and I'll go, okay, I don't need this, but I forgot this, 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 and this. So yeah. let me make sure like, like, you know, the day before yeah, I'll just kind of like dial it in. Yeah. Yeah. I usually make a checklist. I always make a checklist for a big trip. And, uh, although at, for Vegas this year, I forgot pants. So, well, some things are, you, it's are just easy so to obvious. take pants for granted. Yeah. It's not something that you would ever put on the list you know, for a trip, like bring pants. Like you never put mm-hmm. like bring underwear. Like you just assume that you already know. It's like things that you wouldn't think to forget. Like it's just so obvious. But that was the one time I forgot a very obvious item because I was so distracted by all the other little random like tech and equipment and film gear and editing stuff and PCs, like monitors that I had to bring. I forgot the most basic fundamental items. But, but here's the thing. Pants pants aren't critical they're they're important but they're not mission critical like you wore shorts yeah they got you they got you where you needed to go barely and you were in then you had a chance to buy pants if you wanted to yeah um right so they got you through they did they did um just barely (laughs) barely made dress code for some of those dinners you didn't buy pants I did eventually. Okay. I did when Mel got there, like at the end of the week. But um, yeah, dude, traveling's fun. Just booked, uh, we just booked our trip. Mel and I booked our trip to Nashville today. And then nice. we also got, uh, did some booking for Taiwan and Japan. Oh, snap. Yeah, in June. All right. And uh, I hear that you might, uh, you might be joining Possibly. I am I am quite interested. Yeah, man. It's it's better to buy tickets sooner than before they really skyrocket in price. Definitely. Yeah. I'm I'm going to I'm going to have to keep working on my my planning for that. I have a good baseline set up, but I want to get it dialed in. I'll remind you. I'll remind you. I told Mel that. I was like, "Ian might come to Taiwan around the same time we are." And she's like, "Really?" She's like, "I'm excited for him." <laughs> I was like, "Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be awesome to just witness you experiencing Taiwan for the first time. Totally. Like, so like getting, getting to introduce somebody to, to a thing or a place that you're passionate about and you yeah. think is awesome. Yeah. It's super satisfying. It is. It is. It is. It's that, like, it's like the first time I, I witnessed Mel watch Pulp Fiction. <laughs> that was a cool experience. Definitely, because because it, it almost reawakens the the that initial love that you had for it, you know that initial like reaction that you had to it. Right, you get to see your own your own reaction. You know, you live vicariously through them. You it's get to like, re-experience it for the first time. Exactly, like you know, if I had kids, I would be so stoked to yeah. have them watch the original Star Wars. Ah, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yep. Even even though even though they probably watch it through like a contact lens or some nah, implanted. They're their gonna head. watch it on a VHS like God intended. Yeah. God. <laughs> the original. None of that like CGI edited shit. Exactly. Exactly. N- none of those twelve second no That's what I grew up on, man. 
Mm -hmm. That's that's the version of Star Wars. That's the the true the true version, in my opinion. Yeah, dude. Do they have a Star Wars play? I feel like there should be a Star Wars like Broadway or something. I think that'd be sick. I'm surprised that they don't have like Star Wars on ice. Because <laughs> Disney owns the Star Wars uh, IP. They so. do. Oh, you mean like at Disney World or like Disneyland? Like, well, okay, Disney on Ice is like. Oh, they have Disney on Ice, but isn't is like, that? That's like princesses and. That's at their amusement park, though. I don't isn't know it? where it is. I don't know if that's. I feel like that's an amusement park type attraction, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's outside of that. But I feel like Star Wars is a shoe in. It's like a, just a, it's a no brainer. It's such a cash grab. Like, it's like it would do well if you did like a, a Star Wars musical or a Star Wars. Broadway like like adaptation for stage I yeah. think that would be really challenging but I would be interested to see what came out of it and I think it would be really unique because I don't think I've ever even heard of like a space like a sci-fi Broadway play sci-fi tends to I don't I don't think it lends itself well to the stage because it's such a di- it's it's dynamic it has so many different environments it has so many different yeah uh, special effects but have you seen what have you been to like a modern broadway like it's crazy the shit that they do like no. the set design mm-hmm. it's just like it's crazy how they can just transform from scene to scene yeah you're just like blown away like oh my god like and they set it up in you know within seconds between it's like they have a, a it's formula really one pit crew but their really? job is changing the set really yeah. yeah i'd love to like watch one of those behind the scenes videos of like what's happening behind the curtains you know for those 15 seconds mm-hmm. with just like 50 people just moving you know knowing exactly what, what they need to do and just setting up this entire new set um i, I think i think i think they could do it i think they, they could pull it off there is a there's a pretty good video on on youtube i saw that was um this shot that is like a single take and it's yeah for film for film and it's yeah. kind of circling it's circling around a room i've seen that we're okay with and they're like, moving the couches yeah and, yeah 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 dude that's unbelievable that and that's so like on a small scale what i have to imagine the broadway yes. stuff is like absolutely um, Yeah, i was i was thinking of that video when i was talking about <laughs> it. i was thinking of that exact video because it's it's impressive it is it is and just the fact that like Everything that's happening is just inches outside of what the camera is seeing. Yes, everything is. You know everything I mean? is like everybody is staying out of frame. Yeah, they know they know exactly where the field of vision of the camera is, yeah. and they're just like and the scamping around it. Yeah. Oh god, it's they must have rehearsed out a bunch. It's almost like uh, watching a single organism, mm-hmm. you know, because everything's just so in sync. Yeah, it's almost just like this single thing. You know, it's it's so fluid. It's that's, amazing. I, I really I I would love to go and see like film f- films being shot. I, I think it would be really yeah. cool just to be on set and see how, how right. things work. Right. But it's magic, dude. Yeah. Movie magic. Movie magic is a thing. Uh let me see. I had a couple other oh, speaking of movies. Um. Okay, one of my notes that I had made for myself was sex in movies and books. Okay. Um. Obviously, I'm gonna lead with the the trope of uh, as when you're when you're watching a, a movie with your family, 
or watching a movie around your family and they you know they the minute they walk in all of a sudden There's a sex happens sex is happening yeah yeah it's the worst um but uh it's it's but, but if you're just watching it yourself mm-hmm. do you ever go okay like like for me especially if i'm watching a tv show uh i i'm just like not that interested in watching I'm just like this is not this is not the really the sex part? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is not advancing the plot, it's not developing the characters probably. It's always cheesy. It's it's usually quite cheesy. It's always very cheesy and it's like they're just throwing it in there because they know like sex sells. It's yeah. something it's something it's it's I think it's something that they use specifically for the trailers and all the teasers just so they can have a a, a half a second shot of some half naked chick in the Mm -hmm. teasers and trailers to rope people in. I, that makes sense to me. If for no other reason, I think that's what, what, what it's for. Yeah. Um, books, books on the other hand, uh, I, I would say (laughs) you vibe with the book sex. It's you're down with the book sex. Well, it's, it's, there's, Maybe it doesn't feel as it's a different it's a different vibe because I'm I'm responsible for interpreting what the person writes. Some writers sure. some writers are hilariously bad at sex scenes. <laughs> um in fact I think there's nice. there's a uh I wanna say it's the uh, mm, there's like a, a a prize for really bad literature. I can't think of the name of it. Nice. And I want to say there might be a subcategory for worst sex scene. Gotta go to Twilight. I ha- I can't speak to that. Um, <laughs> but sometimes, sometimes I'll I'll read it and I'm like, this is actually eloquently written and actually engaging and not super like just graphic. It's right. more it's more like poetic. Or, yeah, or yeah. not not explicit, but um, more abstract. Yeah, I see. And I'm like, okay, that I didn't mind reading that. That was, and that was, you know, maybe it has some dialogue with character development. Sure. Um, but then sometimes there's there's scenes where I'm like, okay, this is this is hilariously like bad. Like I feel I yeah. feel like there's nobody to walk in the room who is going to judge me for what I'm reading. Like, right, like when right. you're watching something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I still am just like, this is this is a little cringy. I'm going to skip this. Right, for sure. It's like the difference between admiring a pair of tits on like a Michelangelo sculpture, mm-hmm. where it's like, that is, that's art. That's beautiful. Like he nailed the human anatomy. It's done tastefully and tactfully and it's cla- there's some class to it or whatever. There's history involved versus tits in like a music video, like a rap music video. They're both tits. <laughs> They're both tits, but there's a difference. Yes. Yeah. And especially, especially writers who are just like they have to, they have to take the the male uh, protagonist and just have them be beyond human sexual prowess and write in depth about that. And I'm just like. <laughs> Come on, like like they like make the guy like a like a porn star, like a basically mega yeah. stud, yeah. mega Chad, and and, and, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, this is this is doing nothing for me. This is not, yeah, right. This is not 
moving the plot along. It's not moving or, the plot along, nor is it like artistic in any way. No, it's just it, 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 egregiously kind of smutty. Smutty, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. yeah. That's the thing is, I I have never read a romance novel, and I have I I I won't like. I just it sounds terrible. Yeah, it sounds like a, the chick flick of books. Well, that might be a little. <laughs> Maybe it's an oversimplification. Yeah, but but still, <laughs> like, uh, it just does not. Well, you never appeal to me. You never, uh, you never got down on the the Fifty Shades of Grey train. You never got jumped on that bandwagon. No, no. I I would not read no. those books. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if it's not a if if, if you couldn't turn that into a movie that I'd want to watch, then it's probably not a book I want to read. Yeah, like I wouldn't want to watch that in a movie. I, I felt the exact same way. I didn't want to watch the movies. I didn't want to read the books. Yeah, I had. I, oh, you know what? I'm really glad is there was this. There, there have been some real noticeable phases in Hollywood. Like it was vampires. Yeah, and vampires and werewolves <clears throat> for yeah. a while. Yeah, we and then there was like a strong, strong like zombies yes phase yeah um and those seem to have worn off i don't know where we're at now I we, we had aliens for a little bit did we i think we had some alien stuff okay well aliens have always kind of been spread out they've been, they've been in the in the mix all the way back from like the independence day yes. era to yes. like annihilation and um what's the other one the, the language one where they're trying to interpret Oh, um, Arrival? Arrival. Um, aliens have always been around. I don't get to, I never get tired of aliens. <clears throat> aliens are great. That's probably one of my faves among, amongst everything that you just rattled off. But, but zombies, werewolves, vampires, all kind of out of vogue at this point because they've, they've been run into the ground. Yeah, they have. Any, any other trends like that you've, you've seen? Um, Jeez. There was there was a bunch of driver movies like yeah, Drive, Baby Driver. Um, right. I guess I don't know if the, the whole Fast and Furious franchise counts. Right. Or some of like the uh, like the high adrenaline, high octane action movies with like Jason State, like the Transporter. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, Definitely. But I don't know, man. There's there's, there's... I think I think that's not. That's not it's overplayed. It's overstayed. It's welcome. Yeah, people still enjoy some some gritty, high octane driving. Definitely. Yeah, actions actions fun. You have a favorite action movie? Hmm. Fifth Element. Fifth Element. Fifth Element does have some good action. It does. There's some good action in there. Um, I would say there are some other strong contenders. Um. Not not fully action, but true lies. I don't think um, I ever saw that. Uh, that Who's was that? that was uh, Arnold. Oh, okay. Yeah, I never saw that. Um. Yeah, hmm. actually, he does one of my favorite actions of all time: Terminator Two. Terminator Two is is rock solid. I remember so recently good. watching the original Terminator. That one's good too. I I was like, it's good, but it's like, why, 
why was I expecting this to be better? And then I realized, I think I've only ever watched Terminator 2 and thought that was the start of the series. Oh, okay, yeah. Because they really, they, they improved quite a lot from the first to the second. One of the rare occasions when the sequel is like way better than the first one. Yeah. Like, yeah, sometimes sometimes you get a, a decent movie and then it's successful and then you get a huge budget for the, the, the sequel and right. then you actually don't waste it. Yeah. on cocaine and yeah, <laughs> stupid exactly. shit and yeah. you use it wisely and kind, make a better movie. You kind of care about the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good one. Um favorite action Tropic Thunder favorite uh, action comedy. Yeah. Definitely, dude. Yeah. Definitely. Can't disagree with that. You need to watch that with uh with no, Mel as it's well. It's still on the uh the bucket list for sure. And uh shout out to Tropic Thunder's DVD commentary for being amazing. I still, I still need to watch that. That's on my bucket list. Uh, yeah, man. Movies, they're good. Drive was good as far as action movies go. Drive was really good. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that a lot. Looper. Looper's great. Yeah. I threw that on in the background the other night just, just to have it on. The, God, the, ending, so the ending was kind of... At first, I was like, well, that's, that's a stupid cop-out. Like that was that was mm-hmm. not quite as bad as a, some writers going. Oh, but it was all a dream. Sure, but the more like I've rewatched it a few times, and I was like, I got. I think I got the point of it, uh, mm-hmm. which was not just like, oh, here's a here's a simple solution to a complicated problem. It was like, right? There was a, there was a lot more, uh, sort of. I, I I looked at it and saw like a character analyzing and weighing weighing the costs and and trying to find the best possible solution and then choosing to make a sacrifice. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was more about that than yeah. Just the the I guess like the surface like the face value ending like right. what was going on. Right. It was more about the characters. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, but such a talk about a movie that still like holds up after all these years like it's it's timeless it's pretty timeless i was gonna say it's not even that old but it It is old now dude (laughs) we're old as shit dude (laughs) what year do you think that movie came out dude uh i want to say 2011 2015 really 2011 okay it's close 2012 but it's well over a decade old now 12 years Man, a decade isn't even isn't twelve years. Oh, man, twelve years is a lot, dude. All right, we we need to not turn into the the complaining about being old brigade. <laughs> Nobody needs to hear that. The geezer podcast, bunch of geezers. Because here's the thing: there's Geezing people there's people who are you know sixty five who look at us and they're like, "You kids, you're children, you're babies, you little babies." It's there's. There's always, always have, there's always an older fish. There's always an older fish. Until you're the oldest fish. <laughs> yeah. At some point you we will be the oldest fish. And then we can complain about being old. Like we'll have really it. really put you back into we'll it. We'll have earned it. That's that's what you get. That's that's your reward for being old as shit. <laughs> is you get to complain about being old. And actually everyone's like, Yeah, no, we agree. <laughs> you are and, old as shit. And get away You've earned with, it. <laughs> get away with being being creepy racist <laughs> racist and creepy yeah you can be racist and creepy and people just give you a pass like oh they're from a different time they'll be yeah. dead soon it's although fine. although i think i think i don't i don't know if uh we'll get that pass as old people if we if we want it 
if we want it. If we if we try to invoke it, I think I oh, think yeah, at yeah, that yeah. point society will be like, no, yeah, yeah, you yeah. may be old, but you know better. Right. True. Unless we're like a cute old person, you can get away with a lot if you're cute. You can get away with a lot of a lot of racism, regardless of your age. A lot of harassment. Cuteness gets you far in life. Cuteness will prevail. It does. It's it's a power up, dude. It is. It is a total power up. Hmm. Um. But I think that's our our time for today. Again, already another, another quick hour. It's been an hour and eight minutes. Wow. We're just we're just having too much fun. Hmm. Well then, uh, thank you for tuning in to a very special Super Bowl uh, <laughs> day edition of <laughs> Super Special. Yeah, uh, we appreciate your uh, your eyeballs and ears, Indeed. and we hope to please them. Uh, let us know what you like. Let us know uh, what you're into. What? what yeah, <laughs> we want to hear uh, your your constructive criticism. Yeah, or just you know hate mail. We'll take that too. We love hate mail. Um, but yeah, interact, jump on the discord, uh, and, uh, comment and all that good stuff. Yep. Make sure to rate us on your podcast platform of choice. We are available everywhere. And, uh, yeah. Thank you guys for watching. We'll see you next week. Later.